You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, MAGA. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I'm your host, author Brendan Dilly. It's my book right here, still breathing. The wisdom and teachings of a perfectly flawed man. You can pick that up on Amazon.com. BarnesandNoble.com or any other major book retailer. Also, if you love this show, you can support this show by going to subscribestar.com forward slash the Dilly Show. That's subscribestar.com forward slash the Dilly Show. Still the best way to make your voice felt and heard with this show. And uh, as we get into 2024, I am definitely going to need every single person who's able to to have my back and my team's back. So I appreciate you guys. And if you love this show, you can also download this show in podcast format by going to bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. That's bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. And uh, you guys can get that in the podcast format, courtesy of magical producer Trevor. All right. Good morning. Happy Monday, January 22nd, 2024. Another day in America. One more day to go before the New Hampshire New Hampshire primary. And if we deliver a knockout punch the way I believe President Donald Trump will, I fully anticipate Nimrata Haley dropping out of this race. I don't know when, but I do not uh, see any circumstance where Nimrata goes ahead into South Carolina knowing she's going to lose by 50 in her home state. So I fully expect this to be a, uh, a KO from President Trump in New Hampshire. So long as we can get a 20-plus point victory, I believe you're going to see the end of Nikki Haley. God willing, we can get this done by hump day, which is appropriate for Nimrata. And uh, then we can turn our attention full-time to saving American culture, and destroying the the uh, cultural Marxists on the left. Uh, we're we're almost to general election time here, folks. It's very very exciting times. Uh, we got to have a nice little celebration about yesterday. Obviously, I know there's a lot of people that are disappointed uh, that Ron DeSantis was not able to advance beyond Iowa. I was not one of those people. I was somebody that had made a promise. And I followed through on that promise with my team. And now he is out of the race. And President Trump is able to focus on probably the most inferior candidate that was running, Nikki Haley. Uh, I think she is the weakest, uh, maybe except for Mike Pence. She, Nikki Haley might be the worst candidate that we've had. Uh, she does not have a coalition of actual grassroots legitimate support. All she have is, has is Democrat money. And the only reason she was effective was because Ron DeSantis stayed in the race. The longer he stayed in the race, the more momentum she was able to build off of the never Trump vote. Once Ron DeSantis peeled off and quit and endorsed President Trump, I believe it completely kneecapped Nikki Haley going into New Hampshire because President Trump's uh, selection as the Republican uh, candidate is all but guaranteed, and now it seems more like a formality. And I do believe that in the final polling that we're getting out of New Hampshire, it's not going to reflect that last bit of demoralization to never Trump. 
And I believe that Tuesday we are going to find out and we are going to see the electorate completely back Donald Trump. So there you go. There you go. I believe it's going to be a big day. It's going to be very, very exciting. Very exciting. Um, yeah, how are you guys doing this morning? Is, are you guys having a good weekend? Oh, I know. We got trolls and different things. That's completely normal. Nobody be upset about it. It's fine. Yeah, we got trolls all day long. It's part of it. Yep, we got trolls all day long. Don't even worry about it. It's all good. You know I don't give a fuck. The, uh, we're kind of into another sphere right now, and it's part of the whole game, and you have to understand it's part of what we sign up for. It's something that I knew I was taking on when I, when I did this, is uh, the death threats are part of the game. Um, the lawfare is part of the game. The doxing is part of the game, whether it's me or my team. We've all been doxed. Um, most of this stuff, one of the th one of the errors that people make is I think that they they believe they can they're insulated and they can't be touched. And I think that's one of the things that anons do on the internet when they try to make death threats, do different things like that. Um, but you can be touched, and uh, <laughs> and law enforcement's gotten a lot better at being able to track down exactly who someone is when they are doing the stuff. So. Don't worry about it, you guys. Don't worry. I, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Um, I've I've never hidden who I am or really any of my information. I'm pretty pretty open book, pretty easy to find. Uh, if anybody wants to fuck around and find out, you can cross state lines and you can find out what the Castle Doctrine is all about. So, <laughs> I mean, it's it's uh it's part of what we do and it's part of what we we sign up for. And I think as a public figure, it's something I fully understand. I don't know. I think a lot of people. Will, pretend to be victims when they're in my position, but I don't. Um, for me, I fully understand that I am an aggressive, uh, inflammatory, controversial character. Uh, I'm somebody that is going to piss off a lot of people. And frankly, if I weren't getting threatened and doxxed, I probably wouldn't be very good at my job. Okay, so this is, this is the other part of it is like, I actually don't even take it personal. Like, I get it, dude. To the person watching this right now, I understand where you're coming from. I get it. I understand why you don't like me. I understand why you do what you do. Uh, several of them. I get it. It's fucking, we're in war. I understand. And you don't, you don't want Donald Trump as your president. I do. And uh, we're in a different kind of war. It's asymmetrical. It's not going to be normal. It's not going to be traditional. So I get it. So you're going to do what you do. You can dox me and post stuff and. You're going to send death threats to my emails and shit. And it's, I'm going to keep doing what I do, bro. So unless you're going to actually do something, like do something, do something, you know, you're just a fucking fag on the internet. And and that's okay. You can do that. I don't care. <laughs> like, I completely get it. And uh, in the meantime, I'm going to keep doing what I do. And I'm going to keep winning. And that's what we are. And that's what we're doing right now is you're winning. And that's why they're attacking you. That's why the media is doing all the hit pieces they're doing against me and my team, and Donald Trump. This is why they're going after Team Trump. This is why they're going after me personally as an individual. If you weren't winning, they wouldn't say shit, but we are winning, and when you win, this is what happens. So, soak it up, man. I, I take it as a, uh, as a badge of honor. Um, I think you should as well. We just destroyed a $150 million campaign as volunteers. As American volunteers, without receiving a single dime from any political person of any kind, 
We just destroyed a $150 million, $160 million campaign, and we didn't ruin it in Super Tuesday. We didn't ruin it at the convention. We knocked out a $160 million campaign after one fucking state. I don't care how long you follow politics, you will never see that happen again. You will never see a $160 million deep state fucking establishment uniparty uh, candidacy get destroyed by volunteers so badly that by the time they got out of the first state, they drop out. It'll never happen again. And so doesn't matter what you do to me at this point. We've already made history and everybody knows it. And the uh, the American people know it. The volunteers uh, of the Dilly 300 Army know it. The Dilly Meme team knows it. President Donald J. Trump and Trump's uh, team know it. And so does Team DeSantis and the Uniparty. Everybody and their mother is coming out of the woodwork to write articles about what just happened. Because it is, whether you whether you love us or hate us, it is a fascinating story to know that a small little podcast with an absolutely dedicated group of fans and an incredible group of content creators was able to take down a behemoth of a campaign without spending or receiving a dime. So be proud of that. It's going to be a big show. I'm going to cover that today uh, in depth. Uh, we're going to talk about strategy going into New Hampshire as well as coming out of New Hampshire. We're also going to do a Dilly in the Wild update that I think you guys are going to appreciate. Plus, we're going to have some fun with memes. Shout out to Phantom Shadow and MAGA Devil Dog. Each had a opener meme today. Both of them got me pumped up, so I was excited to play those for you guys. But uh, big show for you. First, let's take care of a little bit of MAGA Commerce. Patriots, listen up. It's time to wake up and smell the freedom. Beard Vet Coffee is here to fuel your American spirit. This isn't just coffee. It's a battle cry in a cup, a declaration of love for the land of the free and the home of the brave. Crafted by the hands of those who've walked the walk, talked the talk, and, yeah, grown the damn beard. Vet founded, vet focused, and beard operated. This is coffee with a mission, a purpose, and a testament to the unyielding American spirit. It's a tribute to the tireless resolve that courses through the veins of our great nation. This is the taste of victory, the flavor of freedom, the coffee that stands as firm as our belief in America's destiny to lead and never to kneel. Beard Vet Coffee is more than a brand. It's a legacy steeped in the principles that make America great. It's for those who stand with pride under the stars and stripes, who uphold the values that light the torch of liberty for the world to see. So, are you ready to supercharge your day the American way? Beard Vet Coffee is not just a choice. It's a declaration of independence from mediocre mornings. Bold, brave, unbound, brewed for the American patriot. Beard Vet Coffee. Make your mornings great again.
That's right. Those are my friends at BeardVet.com. Damn good coffee with a focus on veteran patriots. This is attention to all Americans. Are you tired of sacrificing your values for convenience? Are you sick of funding companies that are at war with traditional American family values? Well, it's time to take a stand and stop supporting corporations that hate you. It's true. At BeardVet, we are not just another pretend conservative company putting a pew-pew on our packaging to fake align with your principles. No, no. We don't just talk the talk. We walk the walk. Our focus from day one has been supporting veterans and veteran charities to make a difference in the lives of those who secure our freedom and to serve high-quality, great-tasting coffee. We endorse Donald J. Trump for president. There is no other candidate. We are unapologetically America first. So you guys got to check them out. BeardVet.com. These are my actual friends. They are fantastic human beings with a great company. Some of the best customer service you'll ever receive. And the most exciting part is this is coffee that can replace easily any coffee you have in your cupboard. It's not close. You're going to be blown away by all the different flavors. You're going to be impressed by what they've created. The, uh, the customer service, the packaging, the taste is beyond reproach. BeardVet.com, promo code Dilly for 10% off. That's promo code Dilly for 10% off. Dilly Designs, you want the hoodies, you want the tees, you want to represent the team, you want to support the team, this is the best way to do it right here if you want to wear your uh, Dilly Show support out on the town proudly, you can do it now in one of our sweet ass pieces of apparel, absolutely love the con- uh, the apparel we got this time, whether it's the Dilly Meme Team t-shirts or the patriotic Dilly Meme Team t-shirt, which is the, uh, the red, white, and blue flag, or the pullover Randy uh, pullover shirt. Everybody loves that one too. Everything here is uh, American made from dirt to shirt. That means the cotton is grown here in America. It is manufactured into apparel here in America. It is printed here in America. And then it is fulfilled and shipped from right here in America. Dirt to shirt. That's uh, Dilly Apparel and Dilly Designs. Check them out. Dillyshow.com. Yeah, it's good stuff. How are you guys doing? All right, so I got to be 
candid with you. There's a few things in play here we're talking about and we're discussing. Some of the dynamics of this uh, environment have changed. One of those dynamics is the fact that DeSantis backed out of the race, and we're going to talk about that right now a little bit, um, briefly. Because it's changing the way that we interact with one another. And some people go, oh, man, oh, don't let off of them. Don't let off. Don't stop. And it's like, that's not how you win. We have to beat the Democrats. Beating Ron DeSantis, honestly, while it was hilarious and really, really fun, uh, is just one piece of the puzzle. And we're on to a much, much bigger foe, which is the Democrats. They're cheating. They're machine. Uh, you're dealing with literally all of Silicon Valley. You're dealing with the, uh, the the global elites, the World Economic Forum. That's who's up next. And so I don't really have, I don't really give two squirts of piss about, you know, dunking on DeSantis people. I mean, I, I think that their surrogates were awful. Um, I think that the voters themselves, most of which uh, are extremely benign, they were just people that, you know, believe that he could do a good job. And I don't really have a problem with those people. I think most DeSantis supporters and fans and voters were people that probably were not privy to the same information that all of us were. I think that they voted based on, you know, what they saw on television as the, as, you know, for him as the governor. And I think they saw the packaging. They saw the, the veteran status. They saw the wife and the kids. And they thought, yeah, that's, you know, he's a young you know, vibrant uh, candidate. I don't have a problem with their voters. Their surrogates obviously are toxic. There's a reason that his campaign was run so poorly. Uh, I think there was a lot of bad people involved. But even still, what is there left to say about him? I, I don't care. I think you guys, there's a lot of people that think I do this shit for ego and I don't have one. I really don't care. Um, they go, oh my God, dude, don't, oh, don't turn soft now, dude literally eat my ass uh this ain't about soft it's about winning motherfucker that's it this is all about one thing it's about restoring the republic i don't give a shit about any of this other stuff any of the fucking inner turmoil and the hoopla and the threats and the all the nonsense and the oh you're just this and they call me names they fucking say i'm betting oh he's getting paid i'm not Oh, he's doing this. None of that matters. Oh, dude, you can't be nice to that person. They attacked you. Oh, they doxed I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I literally don't care. All I care about, all I care about is getting President Trump elected as President of the United States. That's it. Because the policies that he plans on enacting are going to benefit Every single American, whether it is DeSantis supporters, Nikki Haley supporters, Democrats, it don't matter. It's not my problem that they don't know what's best for themselves. The only people who oppose Donald Trump at this point either have a vested interest in destroying America or they don't comprehend his policy platform. And that's it. Because if you understood his policy platform, you'd understand that it is the, it's going to be the foundation for saving this country and that it's going to benefit every single American, everyone at every socioeconomic level. And for that reason, I will fight alongside anybody who believes in that agenda. Simple. 
So I don't even want to see the shit. Like some of you guys, uh, look, people are going to always spam up my, uh, my, my replies because I understand like the clout chasing on Twitter. But I better not see any of my fans talking mad shit about DeSantis voters anymore. I don't want to see it. You're not helping me. You're not doing anything. It, it doesn't help. All I want is laser focus. It is about destroying Nikki Haley. It's about winning New Hampshire for the next 24 hours. And then after that, it's going to be about completely pushing back against the Democrats and pushing President Trump's agenda. So you can call it unity. You can call it whatever you want. It don't really matter. All I know is I'm in a war uh, for my country and we're keeping it a very civil, uh, I think, war at this point. At this point, we're very fortunate. We still get to have this war play out at the ballot box. We get to do it using our voices rather than traditional means. This is how I, this is how I get down. So uh, with that being said, we still got some really exciting stuff going on. And I want to c- talk a little bit about that right now. A few up- We're going to do a few updates. We're going to do a Dilly in the Wild. And then we got some fun content for you guys. First and foremost, I still need phone bankers for President Trump. If you want to phone bank and you want to help President Trump get elected and you want to give him a decisive win in New Hampshire and you have time to spare, please take a screenshot now of this and follow it uh, exactly as written. We need phone bankers, okay? This is what we're, it's all about. We need President Trump to win New Hampshire by wide margins. This is how you go into 2025 with President Trump as your president with wind at his back rather than uh, a headwind. We want him rolling. First email you send is that top one. Second email you send is to wheels. Remember, first one's on top. Once you get responses and you're registered, then you contact Wheels and he sets you up with training. This is how we're getting down. Got it? Good. Good. It's all about the phone banking and Wheels is uh, en route. The man, the myth, the legend is en route to New Hampshire. Our very good friend here, Wheels, is on his way to New Hampshire to support President Donald J. Trump. He will be doing phone banking from his hotel room. He will then be celebrating uh, at the VIP party because this man is doing an incredible job. All, If you could all say a prayer for him as he is on his journey. It is snowy and icy and nasty out there. And all we care about is that Wheels gets to his destination safely. And this is what we're going to focus on. This is how you win. While everyone else tries to distract you and attack you and do all the things that they do, you stay laser-focused on the prize. If you stay laser-focused on the prize, you will have an outcome you desire. So keep it going, Wheels. Also, I feel like this is probably uh, overdue. I should have updated last week, but I I was waiting. Um, I did want to give you guys an update on Sasha. The kitty is recovering. Um, he's doing well. He's got his voice back. He's still not running, but he is able to jump on the bed and off of the bed. Uh, he's recovering from a massive stroke. Um, so far, so good. He's eating, and he's feel, filling back out. So the kiki is doing a lot better. 
Um, he pretty much stays in Sophia's room, but he he's actually in the last two days, he started to want to come out and, and hang out with the dogs and with the family. So he's doing really, really good. Um, his heart is good. They're not sure what caused the massive stroke. They don't know if he, uh, it could have been something in his brain. It could have been, uh, you know, they're not really sure. But he took the medication that uh, that was able to, you know, move the blood clot. And we don't know how long we're going to have him. We don't know if, like, you know, that clot's going to happen again or if he is in the clear. So we're just enjoying him uh, while we got him. And he is he's a 10-year-old kitty, and uh, he was in perfect health prior to this. He never had any health issues. So he's having a good time, and uh, he's recovering. And I know you guys, I really appreciate all your thoughts and prayers. A lot of you were very concerned. So I appreciate that. It was really kind to of you. It was weird to try to deal with the things that we were dealing with personally while trying to do the job that I do, you know, publicly. So it was pretty, it was cool. It's been chaos. It's been chaos. Uh, really, all, all credit goes to my wife and my kid. Like, between my wife and uh, and Sophia, they've nursed him back to health and been, you know, wonderful to get him, like, kind of back on his feet and feeling good. So it's it's really cool. Very cool. I know. But he absolutely loves being around. Uh, he loves being around Sophia. So that's what he's been doing. He's been hanging out in a room, spending time in there. So it's been going well. Um, all right. I guess we should probably do a little dilly in the wild. We've uh, I've neglected it uh, on Friday. I think I got busy and it's just been chaos. You know, it's been a crazy time. And I think we're all. We're all working hard and having fun and uh, dealing with whatever the world throws at us. So I did want to uh, to do a little bit of a Dilly in the Wild for you guys today. Have a chance to feature you. Also got to catch up on a few things that you guys have sent me. We'll talk about those here in a second. But first, let's do Dilly in the Wild. That's right. And God bless some of you out there just freezing your absolute asses off while uh, shoveling snow. Looks like a lot of fun. It looks like a lot of fun. And uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Have some fun. Do the damn thing. And uh, <laughs> out in the snow. What are you going to do? That, that looks miserable, to be honest with you, honey. I, uh, I, I, I mean, respect for shoveling your, your driveway. But, dude, I don't know how anybody in these cold weather states does it. I don't know how you do it. But there you go. Next up, we've got, oh, somebody got their Beard Vet coffee and was super impressed with the uh, the, the, <laughs> the uh, tape on the side of it. You've got the new Dilly tape. There you go. Warlord Dilly tape. And that's always a good time. So there you go. There you go. Now, fun. Beard Vet, Beard Vet started using these a uh, 
probably like about a week ago, a little over a week ago, and everybody so far has absolutely loved it. I think it's fun. I think it's fun. You put your stupid face on some tape. <laughs> I don't know. It's the silliest things you can do these days uh, for marketing purposes. Also, one of our favorite little dudes was out at the, uh, he was, I think he, he was like at a uh, fucking, what do you call this? Like, uh, it's like Future Farmers of America type thing. Yeah, and the whole fam was out there and he got a, he got a little ribbon and everything looking like a total hoss. And uh, it gets even better. Watch, look, the whole family was there in their dilly gear hanging out as the uh, family was doing well. The kiddos, uh, their animals all did well. So I thought I'd share that with you guys. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was cool. There you go. So cute. Good looking family. You guys be safe out there. Have fun with the am aminals. The aminals. And you guys know how much I love getting feedback about our sponsors. And this was a cool one. I thought this was a neat, this is a neat little... Uh, Feedback, obviously, you see the, the wonderful letter from John and Lisa, and they always are doing little things to say thank you to the customers and the fans, and I know many of you have been blown away by what you get from Dilly Show sponsors, but uh, we've uh, this has come to be sort of normal. I mean, I'm, you know, it's a great thing. They, they're just consistently great customer service with great products. Oh, here's a Dilly in the Wild from uh, Barnes & Noble. You just walk in, you're hanging out, you're like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and have some some light reading. <laughs> so you're going to start it with that, which is always a good time. Yeah, it's my book. There you go. There you go. There you go. You guys like the brushing of the beard? Yeah, I got to brush it up. Just so you know. Don't want to be too bushy. How are you guys doing? All right. So a couple of things I wanted to say thank you for. Um, first, I think Sherry Girl sent me this. And I've been, uh, I've just been late on the draw. This is cute. It's a little thing she painted. And uh, there's no place like home at the Dillies, which is really adorable. And she painted that for us. And so thank you for this, Sherry. That was really cute. I gotta hang it up now. Let me go set it over here. Ugh. Got that as well. Um, also, our good friend Bruce Wayne sent some goodies, and Randy absolutely loved her goodies. I put one of my goodies up right here. You guys can't see that. It's like a Donald Trump Incredible Hulk. He's just chilling right there. So that's that's a fun one, right? Um, so thank you for that, Brucey. Appreciate it. And then we also got, uh, this was fun. So I'm actually getting fan mail now from Psychotic Leftist. This is such a weird one. This came from San Francisco. And uh, it's a postcard. There will be, uh, will come a day when Donald Trump is gone, but your dishonor will remain. And that's, uh, this is the, this is a postcard from San Francisco. And so even psychotic leftists who've been threatening my life and my family's lives are now sending me mail, which is weird as absolute fuck, but here we are. Here we are. 
<laughs> oh, dude. Good times. And this is part of the game, I think, when you're when you're a public figure. You're like, yep, well, this is part of the it's part of what happens when you're a public figure and you're out here doing doing what you do. Uh, shout out to everybody who did the uh, Dilly in the Wild, though. I appreciate you guys. Thought you had some. I thought it was really cool. And I always love when you send in your goodies. All right, let's get a little bit focused. Um, this will be kind of the last we talk about this. Uh, I did post this yesterday. Yes, it was a little bit of a flex. Yes, I meant every word of it, and it happened. This was from January 30th of 2023. For full warning, if Ron DeSantis announces his run for president in 2024, I will not show him or his supporters any quarter, Dilly tweeted Sunday. We will meme that disloyal dog into oblivion and make him permanently unelectable, just like Ted Cruz. And for now, I believe we can say that that is effectively what has happened. Couldn't be more proud of my team, what you were able to accomplish in putting away uh, a candidacy that many thought would give President Trump a run for his money. Turns out it was nothing more than a fucking speed bump. Can someone tell me, I mean, seriously, I've been asking crowds what her big achievements were as governor here. Can somebody name? Because like for me, you so you were ready for this question. to volunteer their time or donate their resources, we don't have a clear path to victory. Accordingly, I am today suspending my campaign. It's clear to me that a majority of Republican primary voters want to give Donald Trump another chance. They watch his presidency get stymied by relentless resistance, and they see Democrats using lawfare this day to attack him. Trump is superior to the current incumbent, Joe Biden. That is clear. I signed a pledge to support the Republican nominee and I will honor that pledge. Yes, my endorsement because we can't go back to the old Republican guard of yesteryear, the repackaged form of warmed over corporatism that Nikki Haley represents. Let's look around the room. 
All right, here we go. There's a uh, mean Marvin, douchebag, jolly mean giant, church burner, fruit loop, palm tree, crazy eye, teabagger Vance, Nucky Futz, Charlie Dog, Gary, con artist Connie, one eye, boogie oogie, share, Mitch the bitch, kneecaps, no teeth, knock knock, who's there? You're ugly. <laughs> ugly. That whole thing is your nickname. We like to troll. We do a little trolling. It's called We Do a Little Trolling. All right, we're having a little bit of fun, okay? Maybe a little bit of fun, wrap a nice little bow on it. Yeah, done, okay. Well, we weren't the only ones having a little fun. Also, uh, our friend Raheem Kassan over at the National Pulse. Following his botched launch, DeSantis' online operation, which the candidate himself held at arm's length, would undertake a campaign to try to out-meme MAGA Republicans on the internet running headfirst into the buzzsaw of the Dilly Meme team and others who ritualistically humiliated DeSantis and his surrogates online. The embarrassment bled into the campaign's day-to-day operations, which led Team Ron to hurriedly deploy an army of bot accounts to stem the bleeding. It didn't work. Eee. that's awkward that one's gonna leave a mark ouch how do you even cope with something like this that's a that's gonna leave a little bit of a mark yeah they they wanted smoke with the dilly meme team that was a very very bad idea Sound convincing? Well, with each videotape, you'll get this. Having gay sex is like a sword fight. You must think first before you move. Thank you, Phantom Shadow. <laughs> that's that's a good time. A little bit of a little bit of sword fighting. All right. Well, um, look, the the articles are coming out now. One of them actually was friendly. Uh, this was a, a a man that grabbed me and Mike actually when we stepped out after a uh, a, a victorious Tuesday 
night in Iowa. It's actually a really good article. And uh, his name is Dan McHugh. And he was actually pleasant. And he wrote a fair article. I was really impressed. Took a great picture of Mike looking like an absolute boss. I mean, that's just cool. That's just a cool picture. Um, this was us outside of the convention center in Iowa celebrating just immediately after President Trump was wrapping things up. And uh, that's a great picture of Mike. Jesus, dude, you look so fucking cool. And it says, uh, Trump meme mastermind Brendan Dilly talks MAGA DeSantis. It's from Dan McHugh. And um, they said it was, uh, he did say this was, California was anonymous, which he's not. I think he actually just didn't pay attention when Mike told him his name. <laughs> but I know Dan meant well. But uh, the only reason I'm even really showing this, one, the picture of Mike looks really cool. But the one quote I wanted you all to see because it was exactly what I told you I had said to the press. Why are we here? Dilly asked, repeating a question from a passerby as he and one of his content developers enjoyed their cigars. Two reasons, he said. One is to support our president. The other is, destroy, is to destroy Ron DeSantis forever. And uh, I feel pretty good about that. I feel pretty good about that. I feel pretty excited about that. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was nice. I thought it was good that he quoted us accurately. I thought it was super, um, classy. You know, it's a classy move. And I thought it went well. I, I thought it was like, dude, this guy, he quoted us accurately. He wrote a fair piece. And it finally gave us, uh, something that we could share with, um, you know, with the public. I Generally, I don't point you guys in the direction of, of articles because they're usually dog shit. But I thought this was a pretty classy move on his part. So, appreciate you, Dan. It was very nice meeting you. He was a, he was a very friendly guy. And uh, I thought he was, a, he was a nice guy. Hey, he's a nice guy. What are you going to say? It's not often you get a good reporter that actually writes a fair story. But he did. And I thought it was pretty cool. So, that was cool. I thought that was a nice, nice of him to do that. <clears throat> like I said, the fallout of this has been really bizarre. It's been a combination of like accolades and thank yous and then a bunch of like really bizarre reading. I mean, really bizarre. Um, Breitbart wrote an article as well that we were quoted in. And uh, this has been strange. I can't speak on this because I don't understand this mindset. But these people are melting. Uh, Breitbart uh, says, DeSantis influencers melt down. We are not uniting behind Trump. Okay. Um, one of the guys was was this guy. This guy is weird. Uh, this dude, I don't know where he came from. He doesn't have much of a following on social media. Doesn't seem to actually matter. But he was excited to use my name because my name will get you published, which... Congratulations, Robert Salvador, Bob Salvador. Congratulations. We're not uniting behind Trump. This was in the Breitbart article, by the way. List of things his hired guns have done to DeSantis supporters. Called ca uh, Casey's cancer fake. Dox women and children. I don't know what the fuck these people are talking about. Racist, sexist, anti-Semitic posts. Oh, I don't know what that means. Attempts to get them fired from jobs. Smear good people. Trump, thank fat piece of shit, Warlord Dilly. So, the guy with the turtleneck thing, 
excitedly, look, if you use my name, you will get put in articles. You'll get to say, I used his name, I said his name, and somebody, whether it's the fake news on the left or the fake news on the right, someone will pick up your statements and publish it. In this case, Breitbart was showing the level of uh, depravity. Now, some of this is really weird because I don't know what, I don't know anybody that doxed women and children. They tried to accuse me of that, but the lady that accused us later recanted her story and said that, well, you know, Brendan Dillian, his wife didn't do it, which was like, well, no shit, I would never do that. Um, the racist, sexist, anti-Semitic post, those all sound like he's talking about Pedro Gonzalez, so I'm not sure what he means there. Not sure what he's talking about getting people fired from jobs, um, since we all have dealt with the exact same thing. Smearing good people is totally subjective. So I don't know. I don't know why my name's thrown into this. My people didn't do any of that crap. But they lump us in, and I'm over the target, and it's only going to continue. Um, I mean, this is the world we're in right now. Look, somebody has to do this. Somebody has to stand up and do the job that I'm doing right now. And if there was somebody else to do it, they had already stepped up. There wasn't. I mean, the Dilly Meme team is here as much out of necessity as anything because nobody else wanted to do the right thing or had the means to do it or the ability to coach a team like this or a team with talent like this. So, there, you know, whatever. I, the thing is, I think most DeSantis people, and I'm talking about the actual, like, support, the voters, the people who went to rallies, I don't think they're really like the online people. Like, I don't think the online people really represent maybe the coalition of people that were actually voting for DeSantis. You know, you figure in Iowa, he was 20, whatever he said, 20-some percent that they got. 10,000 people came out. And I don't think that they align with a lot of the messaging from the online team. I think the online team actually really hurt uh, whatever his actual message was. And so... You know, I think this is where there's going to be a split. And, and we saw it yesterday. What was really strange was DeSantis drops out gracefully. And, you know, look, he did exactly what he's supposed to. You could tell he, he knew he was eating a shit sandwich in front of the whole country. But you know what? He did it like a man. He ate his shit sandwich. And then he immediately endorsed Trump in the same, in the same uh, speech. And it was weird to watch as his own people started attacking him for dropping out. And I, I don't know what to say, man. People in America have gotten really fucking weird. Um, there's been a very weird shift towards this, this sort of like behavior where we're not able to like uh, recognize that this is politics and everybody's working in politics and doing their thing in politics. And even the politician is like, look, man, I can't win. And somehow conceding that you can't win and telling your supporters, hey, I don't want you to waste any more time and money. You know, this primary is over. You guys, I'm, I'm endorsing President Trump because we need to stop Joe Biden. Even if you don't like Ron DeSantis and you don't like uh, what he's done in this campaign, you didn't like how he spent his money, you didn't like his rhetoric, that's the right thing to say. It's basically it's like, hey, I'm out. I couldn't win. So watching his own supporters attacking him and actually, some of his surrogates have come out. Even a guy like Kurt Schlichter, who absolutely is in love with me. It's the weirdest thing. But even Kurt Schlichter 
is out here writing columns saying, hey, it's time to rally around the event, the, the nominee, which is Donald Trump. And Schlichter makes a compelling argument. It isn't about liking each other. It's about stopping the Democrats and stopping Joe Biden from further damaging America, it, maybe permanently. So, I don't know, dude. What are you going to do? You just keep going. You hope that they snap out of the, the psychosis that is sort of the uh, never Trump, never, you know, I, I don't know. What are you going to do? It's weird. It's weird, but that's what they do, and that's how they continue, and eventually, uh, I think it ends up, it ends up fading them into oblivion. Uh, I don't think there's any way to come back from that. President Trump also uh, addressing some of the rumors. Uh, one of the rumors was this one. Trump reveals whether DeSantis will serve in his administration. No. There. I'll save you a click. No. Nikki Haley. No. Ron DeSantis. No. 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 Neither will be welcomed into his administration. Yes, we appreciate the endorsements. Thank you. Best of luck in whatever you do. No. Done. See? Solved it. Isn't that easy? For everybody... I saw somebody actually write to me. I told them, like, look, I said, DeSantis supporters aren't deplorable. We're not going the Hillary route. These are just Republicans who essentially thought they had a better candidate. Fine. You didn't. And you know that. So you're coming back to Trump. Great. But we're never going to put these people into positions of authority. And someone responded to me making the compelling argument that, hey, we need to all unify under Trump. And they're like, I can never trust DeSantis again. Great. I don't care. He's not on the ticket. He's not being considered for the ticket. He's not being considered for the administration. The only thing that matters is that DeSantis' followers vote for Donald Trump. That's it. You don't have to trust anybody. You don't have to trust anybody. You don't have to like anybody. And I don't know. I, I, I think some people maybe get a little too deep in the weeds on this, but just because somebody gets the gets to vote for Trump doesn't mean that we all have to trust them. Right? Half you guys right now that love President Trump, you uh <laughs> look, there, there's a lot of you that I you probably wouldn't trust in 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 know either, right? So I people are people. I don't think this is about trust, it's about votes. It's just about votes. So go get your votes, man. Don't worry about all this other stuff. I think it's about getting votes. So yeah, and you're going to see the typical clickbait um, MAGA. I think that, and a lot of it is media. They're going to try and get you guys to believe that these people are being considered for for candidate you know positions. And the where that's coming from is the fact that. Nobody wants to say a definitive no right now because otherwise you lose all leverage, right? Like all of this, all of that leverage is lost if Nikki Haley knows that she can't get a job with Trump. All the leverage is lost if Ron DeSantis knows that there's no opportunities with Trump. You keep the leverage by going, you never know, who, who knows? I don't see it, but maybe. You say shit like, I don't think so, but you know, things are strange. There you go. 
It's about winning, man. You got to stop the Democrats. Now, this is one thing that Republicans have never done that Democrats have always been able to do. Democrats have always been able to rally around their candidates, and that's why they win. Whereas Republicans like to virtue signal and take the loss. Now is not the time to virtue signal. You don't virtue signal when you're facing the end of America, right? You don't virtue signal when you're facing the end of the, of the country. So that's, that's definitely not going to work. You got to stay completely in the pocket. You need to stay focused. And it's now's the time to win. Win together. Win together. Why not? What's, what do you got to lose? Uh, your, your country already sucks. You're already suffering. You're already going through it right now. No matter where you're living right now, it ain't going well. So why not fucking try out working together? See what happens. No, traitors cannot be rewarded. Nobody's talking about that. The TV talks back here, honey. Stay on topic. Nobody's rewarding shit. Stay on the topic. I hate when I fucking look down and I see somebody giving their opinion on shit that's not relevant. No one is discussing rewarding anybody. The reward is peace. The reward is winning. If you think the reward is simply making fun of a politician and his surrogates that all got rich, it's not. Like, I could sit here and probably really bask and make fun of DeSantis and his team, but the bottom line is I made zero money doing my job last year, and those people, many of which made hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, including Jeff Rowe. They're laughing themselves all the way to the bank. I don't really find it necessary or even relevant to try and attack and make fun of them. I don't care. All I give a shit about is get the voters to turn and support President Trump. That's it. That's all that matters is getting them to turn to turn that uh, those people into votes. That's it for Trump. The reward, like a lot of people lose sight of that shit. It's like, dude, what's the reward? It ain't satisfying my ego. The reward is the win. It's the victory. It's peace. It's prosperity for Americans. It's a better life for everybody. No matter who you are watching this right now. I don't care who's watching this. Even people who hate me right now, I'm working day and night to make your life better, whether you know it or not. That's 100% my objective, is to try and put a guy into office who I believe will enact policies that are going to enhance your life. So if you hate me, you hate me. And if you hate Trump, you hate Trump. But the policies that are going to get enacted are going to make you safer and more prosperous. Period. All right, we got more show for you guys here. First, let's take care of a little bit more MAGA Commerce. Daddy-o, it's that time of year. I can't believe I'm doing this ad again already. Holy moly. Has it been a year? It has. K-Leave Naturals is handcrafted in South Carolina by Lisa, a holistic uh, registered nurse, and her veteran husband, John. Lisa's first created these products when John had returned from Desert Storm with terrible skin issues. She discovered that natural tallow from grass-fed cows 
contained high levels of minerals and vitamins, which brought immediate relief to the damaged skin. You can check out their website with thousands of five-star reviews for their amazing tallow-based products. Men, do not hesitate. You don't need to screw up Valentine's Day this year. You've already got the perfect gift for your wife or your girlfriend or your mother or your sister. That's right. You can choose from Rose Lolo Body Butter or Orange Blossom Lolo Body Butter gift sets. <laughs> your favorite Just Lolo Body Butter is paired with our tallow soap and a Just Lippy included in each gift set. Plus, when you order the gift set, you will receive a free sample of their brand new Cherish Facial Oil. It is not available for sale yet, but they're giving you a sample to try when you order the Valentine's Day gift set. Order soon, though, as there is a very limited supply. For any non-sale items, use promo code DillyDilly for 10% off. That's promo code DillyDilly for 10% off. Listen, don't overthink Valentine's Day, fellas. Just don't do it. Ladies, you shouldn't either. If you got a daughter or a mom or a sister or friends, a coworker, whatever, just go to Kayleaf.com, head on over to the Valentine's gift set, fill it out, order it. You're done. You're done. You got three and a half weeks left, and you're like, yeah, I already took care of that whole Valentine's thing. Do you know how relieved you're going to be knowing Valentine's Day is in the bag? You don't got to stress about it? I'm telling you right now, there will not be a better Valentine's Day gift you could give this year then Kayleave.com. Check them out. Rose Lolo Body Butter or Orange Blossom Lolo Body Butter gift sets available exclusively at Kayleave.com. Oh, we've got another sponsor, the PetLoversCandle.com. That's right. Everybody loves Belle and Mr. Tom. It's the PetLoversCandle.com. The PetLoversCandle.com. Bell and Mr. Tom Pet Odor Eliminator Candle is a mother-son-owned company located in Athens, Georgia. And they make the best pet odor eliminator candle on the market. It's a proprietary formula that was heavily researched and scientifically formulated with the world's top specialists and experts. And unlike our competitors, uh, they do not use ineffective enzymes and heavy perfumes. No, no, no. Our candles are infused with specially formulated molecules that safely and effectively neutralize bad odors leaving your home smelling clean and fresh honest to god it works really well you guys have got to head on over to the petloverscandle.com you can save even more money right now with a candle subscription and that makes it super simple every two months they'll send you out a pack of six candles it's very simple easy to sign up for it's going to save you an extra 20 percent off my goodness by utilizing the subscription for everything else, if you don't want to do the subscription, you can just use promo code DILLY15 for 15% off. That's DILLY15 for 15% off. ThePetLoversCandle.com. And without any further ado, Randy's Booty. Let's get Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, freedom, not for the weak. Freedom, ah, uh, freedom, not for the weak. Freedom. Have you heard about the freedom craze? Listen to us, I'm sure you'll be amazed. Freedom. 
be had by everyone. It's up to you. It surely can be done. Young and old are loving it, I'm told. Just one try, and you too will be sold. It's called freedom, and that is no cliche. Donald Trump will show you the way. Uh, freedom. Not for the weak. Freedom. in the midst of a great pivot, a huge pivot to freedom. There is nothing like individual freedom. Freedom to use your God-given talents. Freedom to speak up for what you believe in. Freedom to celebrate your traditions. And freedom to show your love for America. Has your Biden got you down? Make your head spin it round and round. Feel the pulse, your heartbeat climb. Come on along and have a real good time. When you have freedom, ah, what joy. Brought to you by Magus Golden Boy. That was very well done. Who's that, Leah and Lauren? Was that Lauren? Lauren, did you do that one, honey? I heard California on that thing, too. Who did that? That was really good. That was good work, you guys. That was fun. I thought that was good. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. All right, a um, couple of things here. Is that? I want to make sure I got that one right. Was that who did that? Who did that? Who was involved with that little project? Was that... I want to make sure I give my credit to the people that did it. It was good. Was that a whole team effort? It's possible it was a whole team effort. I know. Such a good job. So fun. Ah, did Neo do that one? Lauren, did, did Neo help out? Who did that? No one's taking credit? No one... No one who wants to tell me? I don't know who did it. It was so good. Uh, it's hard to keep track these days. You know what? It's actually a good thing. The fact that I can't keep track means that there's a lot of collaborations going on. It was Neo too. Oh, it was Neo's idea. Oh, it was cool, man. You guys did a great job. You should be very proud of that one. All right. I have a couple of things I want to say. Um, let me get to... Where is it at? Maybe I didn't... Oh, okay. So listen couple of things first and foremost to my Packer fans out there um 
There you go. Jordan Love regrets his mortal sin that doomed the Packers in the playoff loss to the 49ers. If you don't know what the mortal sin was, it's throwing back across his body into the middle of the field, which was intercepted to seal this game. This game was messy. It was a sloshy, wet field. Uh, I think the 49ers played like shit. Uh, the Packers played probably one of their best games. Uh, although Jordan Love did make errors in the second half that cost his team. But ultimately, in the end, it was that final throw that sealed it. And uh, yeah, he threw it back across the body. But you know what, Packers fans? I think this kid's got a good future. I think he had a hell of a first year. I think you got a solid quarterback here, first year starting. And uh, you guys should be excited about the future. I also want to take a moment to congratulate uh, any and all my Detroit Lion fans. Congratulations. Um, I know you guys are super excited. You're playing my team in the national or the uh, the NFC Championship game, and I'm excited. I'm excited for the Lions. Honestly, I don't I don't even say that like to be a smartass. Um, you went 30 fucking years without having a playoff win, and then you guys have beat a couple of. Well, you beat. Okay, you haven't really beat anybody yet. You beat a shit Rams team and an absolutely shit Buccaneers team. But you got some wins, and that's super exciting. And you've got a, I think you've got a solid team. I think you got good pieces. I think that you pr should pray that the field is, is uh, messy again because if it's good conditions, um, you got a problem. So congratulations. I'm glad you guys made it this far. I can't believe... The Buccaneers were even sitting there to play you, frankly. Um, I can't believe uh, you, you got the fortune of playing the shitty Rams. Um, so, yeah. The 49ers or any team left in this playoffs is gettable. Just so we're clear, we're going to talk shit. Uh, any team left, no, none of these teams is perfect. I thought the Bills gave away a game last night that they should have won. And now we all have to suffer through another fucking week of Taylor Swift. I'm so pissed at the Bills for that, dude. You guys had them right where you needed them. All you had to do was finish the damn game. Finish the drive. Nope. Choked. Nope. Just choked it. Couldn't fucking believe it. They, they what are you going to say? So, we got to deal with another fucking week. I, I never been a Chiefs fan, but I also never hated them. Um, but Taylor Swift is very quickly changing that for me. I, I It's not even that I, I have an, an axe to grind against the Chiefs or the Ravens. I just fucking hate Taylor Swift, and I don't want to see her at football games anymore. Isn't that sad? Like, if you're a Chiefs fan, even you're probably dealing with this, like, conundrum of, like, I want to support my team, but we have this pain in the ass in the skybox that just makes the game all about her. So, yeah, I was, ugh. Yeah, Josh Allen looked terrible in the fourth quarter. Look, bottom line, you can say what you want. But there were three quarterbacks that had a chance to win games this weekend. Jordan Love, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield. And the fourth quarterback that had a chance to win a game was Brock Purdy. And only one of them came through. And that was Brock. Baker sucked in the fourth quarter. Uh, Josh Allen was horrendous in the fourth quarter. And Jordan Love sucked in the fourth quarter. So, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, 
<laughs> a little football talk is always fun, right? Let me just delete that. Yeah, we're done with that. Hold on. We're going to get to more news. I got more news stuff for you guys because we got to turn our attention. There's a lot of stuff going on right now. Um, obviously, this is this was the headline. And with uh, the end of, of DeSantis leaving the uh, campaign, let's pray. And I'm not even joking. I don't mean this in a facetious way. I am praying that Ron DeSantis gets back to Florida and he fixes the insurance issues like immediately. I don't know what he's got to do to get that straightened out, but I'm praying if there's one thing that this man does the rest of his career, I'm praying he gets back to his state and actually works his ass off to try and save Florida and the insurance problems. I, I don't, he's never going to be a national candidate ever again. Uh, nobody's going to support this guy. But we can all pray that he goes back to Florida and fixes the insurance issues that they've got down there. You gotta fix it, Ron. You gotta. It's bad, dude. So let's hope he does that. Uh, let's pray for his guidance that he sees the light. And uh, let's, let's pray that he actually follows through and get back to being a, a effective governor in Florida. I don't know. I don't know. I hope he just doesn't mail it in. You know what I mean? Seems increasingly likely that New Hampshire Republicans are about to deliver a knockout punch to Nikki Haley. Oh, what would give you that impression, uh, election wizard? Who's a good guy, actually. I've met him in person. Um, good guy, and uh, this is what they're finding. This is the final New Hampshire GOP primary poll. Has Donald Trump up 27? Now... This poll was concluded prior to Ron DeSantis dropping out. I believe that this could, in fact, get even higher. I really do. I think that if President Trump, if he beats her by 20, she might stay in another two weeks. If he beats her like a drum and she loses by 30, she's going to drop out. One thing I feel very confident telling you guys, I do not believe Nikki Haley will stay in the race to South Carolina. I don't think she wants to deal with the uh, fallout of losing her own state by 50. Senator Tim Scott endorsed Donald Trump. He's from South Carolina. Lindsey Graham endorsed Donald Trump. He's from South Carolina. Nancy Mace uh, endorsed Donald Trump. She's from South Carolina. Nikki Haley has absolutely no support in her own state. The only coalition she has are a bunch of Democrats who are supporting her because they know their candidate, Joe Biden, cannot beat Donald Trump. So she is on her way out. You've got to deliver a knockout blow. She will not stay in in South Carolina. You watch. She will... Nobody wants to do this, but one of the reasons you don't stay in a race going into your home state where you're going to lose by 40 is because it's literally confirmation, kiss of death, that you have no political capital or sway. Half of what these people operate on is the perception of influence. That's where most of their money comes from. That's where most of their uh, speaking uh, contracts come from. And if you go and lose your home state by 40 points, it's impossible to continue to get 
those kind of speaking gigs if you go in there and you get destroyed. So Nikki Haley, this isn't just me on the surface. Behind the scenes, everyone knows, and even Nikki knows, which is why she's like tempering people's expectations. She knows that this is her last stand. Think about everybody who thought DeSantis was going to stay in all the way to the convention because he had the money. One state. One state. Donald Trump one-hitter-quitter DeSantis in one state. Iowa. Wham. Out. Gone. Nikki Haley is in one state. She's going to go to the second state. Wham. Gone. Vivek, same thing. One state. Wham. Gone. A lot of these people dropped before Iowa because they knew they were going to end up pulling in one, less than 1%. Like if you were Chris Christie, do you really want to go to election night in Iowa at the caucus and find out that 300 people or 200 people voted for you the entire state? If you were to do that, you would never be invited onto Fox again. You would never be invited to speaking engagements ever again. Your All of your credibility would be gone. You cannot lose with those kind of numbers or the fugazi that is your public perception of influence is obliterated. This is so critical, especially for somebody like Nikki Haley, who is absolutely relying upon for her entire career political influence from the, uh, from, uh, the, the uh, military industrial complex. If Nikki Haley is perceived to have zero uh, credibility or sway from the military industrial complex, they will literally dump her and she will never get paid as a lobbyist ever again. That'll be the end of her whole career. So this is part of where it comes from. But uh, we will see. We shall see, everybody. I think she's going to drop out personally. That's my gut feeling on this. And if she doesn't, well, it just means we're going to get to have even more fun with her going forward. Hold on. Look, I'm not going to lie to you guys. 
The Dilly Meme team uh, is low-key excited about the prospect of getting to deal with Nikki Haley. If she stays in, we're, they're trying to get as many memes as they can done by tomorrow because they know that her her campaign's on borrowed time. <laughs> so Miguel Forty is like, dude, I got to churn out as much content as I can. Whole team is feeling that way, which is why you've got this onslaught of Nikki memes in the last 24 hours. Uh, this one from C3P Memes. My fellow citizens. At this hour, American and coalition forces are in the early stages of military operations to disarm Iraq, to free its people, and to defend the world from grave danger. On my orders, coalition forces have begun striking selective targets of military importance to undermine Saddam Hussein's ability to wage war. These are opening stages of what will be a broad and concerted campaign. They weren't done, though, everybody. It's not just, uh, that was not the only one. C-3P was making sure to get his licks in before he he went in for yet another eye surgery. I hope you guys can say some prayers for my friend, C-3P memes. But he got this one before he went in. I uh, see the uh, attacker uh, masked. And he said, this bad country punches me right in the face. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Now, this one was uh, because Nikki Haley told everybody that she couldn't win. This is amazing, actually. Nikki Haley told everybody in an interview that the reason she wasn't a beauty queen growing up in the South was because they wouldn't, uh, they couldn't, they kicked her out of pageants. This is according to Nikki Haley. And if you're wondering, Nikki Haley did not compete in beauty pageants in the 40s and 50s or 60s uh, in the South. Nikki Haley was competing in beauty pageants in the 90s. And Nikki Haley, according to Nikki Haley, Nimrata, she couldn't win beauty pageants because she wasn't white or black. So apparently she was this very special and distinct color that they were afraid to give crowns to, the color known as slightly tan. So Nimrata was literally doing a national interview trying to sell us this idea that she would be a beauty pageant victor at this point, but they didn't know, they were like, no, 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 the black contestants and the white contestants are fine, but you're like super, we don't know what to make of you. Really, dude? In 1991? Really? Really? There was so much racism in 1991 that the fucking beauty pageants in the South happily were giving crowns to white women and black women and everything in between, but not you because according to you, you were brown. She literally told everybody she was brown. I was brown, so I was discriminated against. I, I, the fucking balls on this lady selling this idea. I, I don't know how anybody can listen to Nikki Haley and not realize she's absolutely a fucking Democrat. She is a total Democrat. Everything coming out of her fuckhole is Democrat propaganda, including the virtue signaling about racism. 
You know, you people can complain all you want. You can call me bird brain, nasty Nikki, neocon Nikki, Nimrod, Nimrata. You don't like that I'm for open borders and illegal immigration? That's fine. You don't like that I got filthy rich by selling my influence to the military industrial complex? That's fine. You don't like that I want to start World War III anywhere, anytime, any way that I can? That's fine. You don't like that I want to raise the age for Social Security? That's fine. You don't like that I want to make people dox themselves to use the internet? That's fine. You don't like that I'm paid for by a Democrat who's been to Epstein's Island? That's fine. But let me remind you, this is America. Those globalist oligarchs you hate so much have a right to have their voices heard. If they want to pay someone to represent their interests, well, that's fine too. Sometimes the world needs a whore. And if you're asking me, that time is now. Hail Hydra. Vagina. <laughs> That's uh, Ramble Rants and Brandy. Thank you, uh, Brandy, that your imagery really well done. You and Ramble, good job. Totally. <laughs> All right, that was a meme, okay? That was a meme. Unfortunately for Nikki Haley, this is not a meme. Good, Good to see you, Dean. Nice to see you, Dean. Oh, I love that. We don't get out and vote on Tuesday. It's important. Yeah, so can I ask you just like a tiny question? Yeah. Do you think it's responsible for politicians to spend like $100 million in Iowa on TV ads, which go to mainly news stations that have lied to us for years? When there's homeless veterans out there that could use that money, when you didn't even come close to beating Trump, and you spent like a hundred million in TV ad money. Do you know my husband's a veteran? That's fine, but He's I'm a just saying. I'm and do you know that you, when the media doesn't tell the truth, the whole reason you put commercials on is to tell the truth because yeah, the media doesn't. My point is, you're not going to be Trump, and you know all of the money you're wasting could go to better causes. I appreciate that. would make that. the Republican Party actually. Oh, no, you know what? Last I saw, it's yeah. a democracy. So we're going to keep working yeah. for a good democracy. Yeah. We're going to work for freedom. But thank but, you for your service. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that was a really bad answer. Um. That was a bad answer, and uh, they aren't prepared to deal with these kind of questions because they they aren't prepared for a public that holds them accountable. That was brutal, and she didn't do well there. Uh, she also went on to uh, lower expectations as she vows to be stronger in New Hampshire. So just so we're all clear, Nikki Haley knows she can't win New Hampshire her goal is to lose by less than she did in Iowa. I, I don't know how the fuck you plan on winning a single state when your objective isn't victory. It's just don't lose by more than 22. She literally said this yesterday. She's like, I'm hoping that we, uh, we have a stronger turnout in New Hampshire. I mean, really? That's it? That's your... This is what you're running on? You spent $100 million to hopefully not get smoked by more than 20? What a bizarre campaign. Why even run then? Like, why 
run if you know, if you've got your goal at don't lose by more than 20, you shouldn't be in a race anymore. I mean, why would you do this? Even DeSantis understood that he was like, I'm going to just get absolutely bludgeoned. I got to get the fuck out of this race. No one wants me in this thing. I need to fade back. I need to fall back quietly back to my state. And this is what she does. She's just out here going, hopefully we don't lose by 27 or 8, even though the polling shows her losing by 27 or 28. Ugh. Ugh. Nikki Haley. This is why nobody likes Nimrata. Although I take that back. There are some that like Nimrata. Nikki Haley does in fact have some talent. Um, some of that talent was on full display on accident yesterday when she hopped into the front seat of uh, New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu's uh, beat-to-shit Mustang. And, well, you, you know. Yeah, I can lick it, I can ride it while you slip it and slide it. I can do all them little tricks and keep the dick up inside. Oh, no, Nikki, come on. Oh, come on, you guys. It's not like that. She, he dropped, I think he dropped, he was getting ready to uh, put a stick of gum in his mouth and he dropped it and she was trying to get it for him, okay? She, he dropped the gum and Nikki was like, oh, I can get that gum for you. Let me get that gum. Let me get that gum for you. So she was like down, she was trying to get it and trying to get the gum. She's like, hey, let me get that. I'll, I'll get it. So she was reaching to try and help him because she's a helpful person. Even though she can be a warmonger and a terrible, terrible person, she's actually considered quite helpful and she prefers doing almost everything she's helping with uh, by using her mouth. Yeah, so she was going for the, it was gum. That was no big deal. Oh, come on. That's not fair. I mean, you guys are being ridiculous. Nikki... Nikki doesn't, does that say horror machine? Does that say horror machine? Okay, come on. Look, it's, you guys, that's absurd. So what she allegedly had affairs when her husband was deployed overseas in the military. Okay, that doesn't mean she continues to do these same behaviors. Doesn't mean that she's going to drive around with a tank giving BJ's, you know, in the back of it during, you know, after having fucking jalapeno poppers at Applebee's. I mean, that's, come on, we're above this. You guys, we're more mature than this. We are more mature than this. Our messaging must mature. Well, my little piece, oh, fuck. I can cause accidents too. Okay. All right, this one actually is pretty accurate. I, I actually don't have a complaint. All right, Dilly Meme Team, this one is pretty good. This one's, but this one was out of control. What's this? Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, come on. Oh, not the jalapeno poppers. Oh, geez, not the, not the shocker, Brandy. Come on, Brandy. Brandy, honey, you're going to get, you're going to get me canceled. 
I'm getting death threats because you made a fucking shocker meme with jalapeno poppers and the me so horny. Oh, come on. Fine. I guess it's okay. <laughs> Not a good day to be. Have you guys ever actually met a Nikki Haley supporter that wasn't a Democrat? Because I haven't. I truthfully haven't. I've never actually met one. Hey, what's this? Hold on. Somebody sent me something. What, what the hell is this? What am I about to play? Meme team, what is this? Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez, come on. You guys, Vagina. you get them all. Okay, you get them all out of your system now. Get them all out of your system now, okay? Yes, Nikki Haley 2024, the definitive shocker logo. Brandy, I... Did you guys make the fingers pink and then a little, a little brown one? Did you do that? Which one of you made this? Who did this? It's not subtle. This isn't subtle. Who made the fingers pink with a little pink one that's got brown on it? Which one of you did this? Who did this right now? I demand you tell you, you bring, you come forward and you acknowledge and admit you made this. Who made this? I didn't sanction a brown pinky finger. That is totally completely outside of what I said. I said to make the logo the shocker. I did not, I did not say to make two pink fingers with one little brown finger, okay? That's disgusting. That is, we are above this kind of content here at The Dilly Show. I've got a lot of new viewers here today, people that are trying out this show. They're looking for a replacement for their existing podcast because they've lied to them for too long. And then I'm I'm leading with my fastball and now I've got to explain to all these new people how come we put two little pink fingers and a brown finger on the shocker. Now, I'm assuming you all know what the shocker is, right? Right, which I think it's inferred. Brandy, Brandy, two, two in the pink and one in the stink is inferred. When you put the shocker, you didn't have to actually make the finger chocolate colored, okay? You didn't have to make the fingers pink. People know what this means. I mean, I appreciate that you were trying to, like, explain it more definitively, but, Brandy, right now, people are calling me a misogynist for some shit that a woman made. Do you understand how difficult it is for me to explain to them fake news and all these people attacking me that the most misogynistic people on the Dilly Meme team are women? Can you appreciate how confusing that is when I explain to them that no, uh, that was not made by one of my male members. It was by a woman named Brandy and she rides a little bee. It's really funny. And they're like, that's disgusting. So you're, you're now a man, according to them. This with the little two pink fingers and the brown finger, they're, they're telling me that I've got a team full of misogynistic white males. Doesn't even matter what your race is anymore or what your gender is. You're officially a dude, according to the fake news. I don't... God, you guys are brutal. What's this one? Hold on, what's this? I got another one. Is it? Did you guys make this? Are these Nikki Haley memes... I'm unloading them now because I don't think we're going to have to play them by the end of the week. I think it's all over. 
But, you know, let's, what is this? Is this a video? What, what did you make here? I'm hoping this is not, is this a meme? Oh, boy. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. Oh, boy. Oh, jeez. Oh, not the red knees. Oh, oh, the shocker. Not the shocker, Nikki. What? Oh, jeez. Oh, come on. See, she was getting his gum. It was just some gum. She needed down below. Oh, these are all the men she's been banging? Oh. Come on. Oh boy. Oh, come on, guys. Oh, I know what you're inferring here. This is sexual. Oh, man. Oh, that's bad. Oh, geez. Those were a lot of, those are all people whose penises she's, she's pleasured allegedly. That's allegedly. Look, I'm trying to be more professional because I was told that if I was more professional, I would, uh, I would resonate with more conservative audience. So I'm, I'm trying to be professional. So I'm not going to say that Nikki Haley will, will blow you if you support her, because that's not true. I'm not even saying she'll blow you if you volunteer and work for her. I'm just saying that I've heard people in the past have received mouth hugs in exchange for their effort on campaigns. That's all. Allegedly, people in the past have received mouth hugs, you know, like fucking, you know, a little mouth hug from... From Nikki Haley. I'm just, I don't know if that, maybe it wasn't, maybe it wasn't about the campaign. Maybe it was about connection. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I'm missing that she has this unique ability to connect with lower level staffers with her mouth, allegedly. Maybe I'm the jerk right now. I'm being immature for bringing up things that are actually referenced in court documents under sworn testimony with fucking threatened, uh, basically perjury is on the table, contempt of court on the table if you lie, and maybe I'm the one that is referencing these court documents where somebody under fucking uh, risk of going to prison admitted that Nikki Haley gave him mouth hugs in the back of an SUV. Just a little mouth hug on his wiener. It's a little mouth, little, he was cold. She was like, I got, want a hug? I give you a mouth hug. Hmm? No? Anyway, Mac, that was, uh, that was brutal and accurate and brutal, but mostly accurate. For more brutality and accuracy, uh, we now turn to one of my favorite businessmen in all of America. Uh, and one of my favorite patriots in all of America. His name is Dana White, and he is the president of UFC, and he has a message for all of the commies.
ever consider going to those guys and saying, hey, this might be the one time you need to tone it down? This might be the one time you need to what? Tone it down, the trash talk. I don't tell anybody to do anything. I don't try to control any other human beings in any way, shape, or form. They do it this way. I say it all the time. We're in the fight business, and, you know, if you get your feelings hurt that bad, you probably shouldn't ask the type of questions when you know the answer you're going to get from Strickland. Let's start there. You know what I mean? If you ask him, you know who he is. And if you ask him a certain question, he was baited in that question. When well, you, I'm not no, – sorry, my, I was like, not referring to that question. Just, you know, Strickland got no, a little I, – I know what you're saying. Okay. I know, no, I know what you asked me. Um, it is what it is. It's the fight business, man. Dana, I just want to go back. Um, you were talking about, like, you obviously give a long leash to your fighters about, you know, what they can say when they are up there with a UFC microphone and you are getting into territory of homophobia, transphobia. Like, is there... I don't give anybody a leash. Well, I'm saying you... A leash? I'm... St like Free speech. When... Control what people say. Going to tell people what to believe. Going to tell people... I don't fucking tell any other human being what to say, what to think, and there's no leashes on any of them. What is your question? I was asking that question. I'll move on, though. Yeah, uh, probably a good idea. You just, that's ridiculous to say I give somebody a leash. Free speech, brother. People can say whatever they want, and they can believe whatever they want. If And I don't think there's any... We had, we had, we had two gay women who fought... In the co-main event, they sat on the stage with Sean Strickland. They could give a shit what Sean Strickland thinks or what he says or what his beliefs are or what his opinions are. You know what I mean? Go ahead. What do you got? God damn. Look, man, that right there is the most important message a president of an organization can make. My job isn't to police speech. I'm in the fight business. If Sean Strickland wants to say something that results in him not being able to get endorsements, that's his right as an American. If a brand that is heavily about LGBTQ, URS, WV, WX, Y, and Z, whatever, if they're like, hey, we can't support this guy because we don't like his opinions, then that's totally Sean Strickland's right as a fighter and as an American. But Dana White's position that, look, if guys want to say things that could potentially cost them fans and endorsement deals, it's their right. I promote fights. And I keep the fans safe at my events. I make sure you have a good time. I make sure that our television audience is entertained with good bouts. I make sure the, the, that our athletes are kept safe. And that's it. And this is the truth. The answer is, I don't know what to tell you. Like, like people who are attacking me, like even right now, 
I'm sure you guys saw, there's a guy that's doxing me and, and posting my stuff. It's not even about me. I've never actually, I don't have any issue with this person and vice versa. They're mad at somebody else on my team and the way that they're dealing with that is by threatening me. That makes no sense. Like that'd be like me being like, oh, I have to get rid of my team members now because some lunatic is, is harassing me. But that's not how it works. Everybody has their own opportunities outside of this world to behave and represent themselves how they want. I'm in the business of making memes and helping the president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, get reelected. Just like Dana White is in the business of fights. That's it. Doesn't mean that I co-sign every thought and belief and word that everybody I've ever been friends with says, but this is the game they've played. This is actually how cancel culture becomes cancer. It's just like the DeSimps said yesterday. They said, if you support Donald Trump now and you now endorse Trump, you now you basically are endorsing Brendan Dilly and you're endorsing Laura Loomer. And the irony was the guy posted it, and three hours later, Ron DeSantis endorsed Trump, which by that logic, by his own words, it means that Ron DeSantis now endorses me and Laura Loomer, which doesn't make any sense because he obviously hates us. So this is, this is a completely tribalistic, low IQ method of, of doing things. Cancel culture is dead. And we are killing it even more so every day because playing the game of, you know, a guy that said a thing that we think is offensive is no longer going to work to cost people their jobs. It's no longer going to work to cost people their campaigns. It's over. It's over. The reality is, if I cost myself jobs for things I say, and if I cost myself opportunities, then that's, a, that's something that I have to live with as an individual. You don't have to do anything additional to that. And same thing goes for my team and same thing goes for my fans. But the idea that we are gonna make it to where if you like any part of something someone does, it, that somehow it means you're, you're co-signing or endorsing everything about them is sheer lunacy. It's completely lunacy. I mean, it, by that logic, if you root for a sports team, you're co-signing what every single person on the team thinks, says, and acts on. That's lunacy. By this logic, if I go to watch a movie and I enjoy it and somebody's on the screen that is a bad person or did something, I'm essentially saying, oh, I endorse this person's behavior. This is what the left foisted upon the world seven years ago. This is what they this is what they weaponized, this method of thinking, which means you went and supported X and person A inside of X, it believes B. And now that means that you, by supporting X in the film or the movie or the song or the whatever, now you also support, that's lunacy. That's total and complete fucking lunacy. And you can't live that way. You will literally shrink your world down to nothing. Look around you. Why is your culture barren? Why is there nobody, nobody making art anymore? Why do you think people don't even know how to react to the Dilly Meme Team's content? 
It's art, dude. We're not paid. We're not paid. So any any attempts at legalese and lawsuits and different shit all fall flat when there is no compensation. No compensation means no fucking lawsuit. You can suck my dick. You can lick my balls. There is nothing there. We never got any money. Thus, whatever we create isn't an ad. It's a fucking meme. It is art. And art is part of free speech. It's protected under the First Amendment. Fuck you. We never got any money. Your entire approach, everything you do is predicated on me having received funds. And if I didn't receive funds, it means that everything we've done falls under the First Amendment. Suck my motherfucking patriotic dick. Take that one to court. That's how it works. I don't know what to tell you. No money exchanged, no contracts done, art created by artistic people to support their president. Go fish, motherfucker. That's what you got. You ain't got shit. And all of these people think they're so fucking smart and you're not because you're all assuming something. The assumption is your biggest mistake. You're assuming that what we have done and what we are doing is a product of direction and financial compensation and a legal contract between us and some other entity. And there is none. There is none. So you are fucking pissing up a rope. Go fish. Go fucking fish. Keep trying. Kiss my fucking ass. You got nothing. And they're going to keep trying this shit. But the bottom line is, we are not doing cancel culture anymore. There is, you just ignore them. You ignore them every time. When someone tries to cancel you for your associations, you go, I don't know what you're talking about and that's straight up lunacy. I like this thing that this person did. I am not concerned with every other aspect of their life, nor do I know about it. And therefore you're not going to make me responsible for somebody else's private life or other associations. If I'm consuming something, whether it's art or entertainment or fun or whatever the fuck it is, it's because of that individual aspect thing. It does not mean, and you will not make me responsible for every other thing they've done in their lives 24-7, 365. And this is what happened. This is why your culture sucks because they actually were able to effectively brainwash you into believing if you shared something that you, like you literally, right now, there are Christians that watch this show right now. There are Christians who are going to church. There are reverends and pastors that watch this show right now. And what the left has done is brainwash you and many of your friends into believing. If you like any part of what I do, if you appreciate or cheer on or support any word that I utter on this show, they are trying to convince you and the rest of the world that it means you support every aspect of my life and every syllable I utter. And that is a fucking insane method of thinking. It is not real. It's fake. It's not legitimate. You shouldn't even explain yourself. You should say, that is insanity. Be gone with you. Well, did you know Brendan Dilly made? No, I didn't. And I don't care. I like this thing right here. It's this one little fucking thing. 
I liked it and I shared it. So did you know he made, no, I don't know that. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I didn't go. I don't, do any of us have the time to go and do a deep dive into every individual we ever interact with ever? No, that's extremely insane. You can't operate that way. Nobody can operate that way. It's not right to do that to people. Nobody has the time or the inclination to thoroughly vet every syllable, every word, every thought, every business venture. Can you imagine? By this logic, you would never be able to be uh, to reframe who you are as a human being. You'd never be able to reinvent yourself. What would even be the point of rehabilitating people in prisons by this logic? It would mean that you were condemned forever. It'd mean whatever decision you made at any age in your life is forever the mark of who you are. That's what the Marxists want you to believe. And we will not subscribe to it. It's lunacy. There are many people that I interact with with, that are with on social media that I believe 5% of what they say. And I don't know about the 95%, and I don't know about them personally. But I like this little 5%. So I shared it. Oh, my God, you like this? No, no, no. I like that thing right there. Don't be a, don't be a weirdo because weird people would do what you're doing. I like this thing. There's a statement. I like the statement, and I shared it. The end. But what they're trying to do and what they have effectively done is brainwash the public. And it's even worse in foreign countries. In foreign countries, it's even more terrifying. They did it so effectively that these people in foreign countries that went and got mass COVID vaccinations with experimental drugs are having still massive fallout from it. But socially, they're broken forever. You got to break that mind virus, man. You can't let them box you in like that. You'll never make friends again. Or if you do, you're going to have friends that all look and sound exactly like you. And do you know how fucking boring it is to have nothing but people who look and act and sound exactly like you? Do you know how awful and small and gray of a life that will become? Do you know how shit your world will be if all you have are people that think and believe like you do? You're literally eliminating the entire rainbow and you're just like paint everything red. Fuck that. Fuck that, dude. No. I don't ever want to live in a world that way. None of you should ever want to live in a world where everyone's a Republican. No thanks. No thank you. Are you fucking kidding me? No thank you. No. I don't want to live in a world that's only Democrat either. I want all the colors of the rainbow. I want the differing opinions. I want the people with who don't like me. I want the people that love me. I want the people that believe in me. I want to see the people. I want all of it. The world is not meant to be one color, man. You want all of it. You want all of the, and that's the fun of it, dude. Half the fun of being a human being and interacting with the world and having a community is watching the growth of people. It's not fun to watch people who started out as one thing end up as that thing when they're 60. That's predictable. What's fun is when you have somebody that starts at point A and you watch in their journey and your friendship or whatever and they end up way over here and you go, oh my God, I knew you could do it. That's part of the fun is watching the transformation of humanity. That's the beauty of it is watching people change and grow and fall down and get up and overcome. And that's literally what life is about. 
They want to treat all of you like your finished products, like any of you know what the fuck you're actually doing. You don't, but you're doing the best you can. You say your prayers, you work really hard, you try to do right, you try to live by some type of a code, and you do the best you can. That's it. And you try to create along the way. And you try to say sorry when you make mistakes, and you say thank you when people are kind to you. It's not that fucking complicated. But this is really what it's actually about. They're trying to make the world a place that's completely uninhabitable by humans. They're trying to make it to where nothing you do as a human is considered beautiful anymore. Where everything you do is a flaw. Everything you do is a mistake. Everything you do is hurting uh, someone somewhere. And something, you're somehow always a part of hate and oppression. And that you're hurting the planet by just fucking breathing. This is what they're trying to do to you guys. They're trying to replace you. And the way, the best and fastest way to replace you is by teaching you all collectively that you're obsolete. This is what it's ultimately about. They're trying to convince the human species that the human species is obsolete and needs to be replaced because you're not empathetic enough, you're not clean enough, you're not rich enough, you're not kind enough, and you're not tolerant enough, and you need to be replaced because you are a problem and it's working because there's a bunch of these people that are buying into this and they're they're self-hating it wasn't enough that they got you to hate the other side which they've done so effectively they actually got you to hate your own selves for what you represent hate your skin color hate your history hate your country hate your identity hate your culture hate your sexuality Shame, 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 and shame. Shame, shame, shame. Fuck that. Can't live that way. Don't do it. That's why this show, I open it. Invite your friends. Invite your family. Invite your liberal coworkers. The reason is I actually want everyone. I want a diverse, interesting group of people to consume my content. And hopefully, hopefully, it resonates and helps them improve their lives somehow, some way. That's it. That's the bottom line. Yeah, yeah. Because Brendan Dilly said so. Woosaw. Woosaw. Shout out to everybody on Rumble. I see there's 3,200 of you. I know we've got... Do we have a lot of uh, thumbs up today? I hope all of the Rumblers... If you're on Rumble, you choose to watch this show on Rumble. Just know that I'm never going to be able to get on the front page of Rumble unless all of you make it a habit to hit the thumbs up. It's the only way to grow my show is to get on the front page of Rumble. And I can't get on the front page of Rumble unless you hit thumbs up. So there's 3,253 of you watching right now. And I desperately need you to break 1,000 every day. And I appreciate you guys. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's even complicated or why so few people do it. But if you're able to like log in and do this, it would make a big difference, and I'd really appreciate it. <clears throat> all right, we're all, we're almost done. Don't worry, I'm taking care of you guys. There's a couple little things I want to talk about. A couple little little meansy meansy little wiener thingy tiny things. There's little teensy weensy little wiener things. So this is gonna shock absolutely nobody. This uh, story right here. Because if you're paying attention, um, I've never met somebody that actually said, dude, we should totally retire to New York. <laughs> no one. You know what I really want to do is I want to go to a state where the cost of living is astronomical. 
violence is through the roof where someone will shoot me in the face and get uh, literally will be released by sundown so they can be back with their families while I'm dead. Uh, no one wants to live in a cold weather, violent, uh, insanely expensive place when they're retiring. I know it's shocking, but this is actually what this is a, really surprising to find out that no one wants to go to fucking New York to retire. Oh, man, I was really hoping to spend my winters in fucking minus seven degrees uh, on the streets while also ducking bullets from gangbangers and illegal immigrants uh, while paying $7,000 a month to live in a coat closet. I was hoping to retire to a, clo- a coat closet, but I guess I can't afford that anymore. Am I doing it right, New York? That's bonkers. That is absolutely bonkers. Yeah, no no one wants to ride the subway there. Also, if you wanted a little update, uh, the the things are going very badly here in Atlanta for Fatty Willis. This is, oh, baby. Oh, baby. She's got so much going on here. This chick is in so much shit right now. Okay, this is so bad. Fatty Willis was fucking with these dudes, man. It wasn't one dude, man. There's more than one. More than one dude. Oh, Fatty Willis using taxpayer money to help pay her dude and take care of his baby daddy issues. Are you kidding me, Fatty Willis? Oh, dude, she's got problems on problems on problems. Taxpayer money to help old boy with his divorce? Taxpayer money so you could go on Caribbean cruises while indicting Trump? Oh, girl. I'm going to be honest with you guys, too. Democrats targeted Fatty Willis for a reason. I'm just going to say this shit. I'm just saying shit. Democrats did not use a Democrat white prosecutor on purpose. You think I'm joking, but I'm not. There is nothing more fucking racist in America than a white Democrat. If you think it's an accident that everybody getting thrown under the bus in the Fatty Willis case is black, you are severely underestimating the racism of Democrats. You are severely, severely underestimating how Democrats think. They 100 fucking percent grabbed a black woman and her black boyfriend to pull this thing off because they were like, they viewed Fatty Willis and her man as disposable. If you don't understand how Democrats think, then this won't make sense to you. But I guarantee you, When the shit hits the fan, every white liberal involved in this scandal is going to walk away scot-free. And the only ones going to be left holding the bag are going to be the black Democrats who were roped into doing this shit. And they're going to go, oh, these were some rogue prosecutors in rogue. I guarantee it. This is exactly what they're going to do. And this is like this this is like the embodiment of of everything Democrats have done to the black community for the last fucking half century, man. It's like, oh, we're going to elevate you. Oh, yay, I'm a prosecutor. I'm an attorney general. I'm a district attorney. I'm a, 
I'm a big shot. Yeah, you totally are. Here, we need you to do this thing. Oh, is that illegal? Does it matter? No, nah, it doesn't matter. I got your back. I'm a. I'm down for the cause. I want to. I want to fit in. I'm trying to move up in the world. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Surely. Yeah. Why don't you get your boyfriend to try the case? Okay. Yeah, I can do that. They're all black. And all of those racist fucking white liberals that put them up to this are 100% going to walk away scot-free. All those racist white liberals in the White House who were meeting with Fannie Willis, they are 100% going to wipe their hands clean of this and go, we had no idea. They're good. Not only are they going to wipe their hands clean of Fatty Willis, they're going to condemn her actions eventually once she's caught. Once it all comes out and she has to step down, drop her case, pack up her shit, once she's facing prosecution herself, the white Democrats in Washington, D.C. are going to dis, not only are they going to disavow her, they're going to condemn what she did and they're going to pretend they didn't know. I guarantee it. I have seen this movie so many times and the saddest shit is that these Black Democrats who are being elevated to positions of prominence never catch on to the grift. They never see it coming. This is absolutely, ask the woman that started BLM when they gave her all that money, told her to go enjoy her life. Here, girl, you're gonna, you're down for the cause. How'd that work out? How many years is she serving because she took some money from Soros and bought a couple houses for her family? Then they, they branded her in the media as a thief. Like they didn't know. Like, like she would do that shit for altruistic reasons. Hell no. They gave you the money so that you're the one that's left holding the bag, baby. They told you to run the money through your man. Chick's in jail. Chick that started BLM's in fucking prison, rotting. What'd she do wrong? She accepted Democrat money. And once the fucking shit hit the fan, they needed somebody to take the fall. Let's throw the black woman in prison. That's what they did to her. And they all fall for it. I don't know why you don't realize this shit. You should, yes, the black woman from BLM that started that shit was the face of BLM, bought a bunch of houses with BLM money, threw her ass in fucking prison. She's in rotten in prison. She bought a bunch of houses for her family to live in. Which, if we're being honest... If any of you came into millions of dollars, you're probably buying a bunch of houses for your family to live in too. And she did that shit. What she didn't know was that once Democrats had used her up, they were like, time to discard. Whoop, burn it. Burn her. This is what they do. They use your ass up. And once you're done, they go, and this is the fucked up sick part. They seized the houses. So you not only ended up with no money, your family's about back out on the fucking street. You don't have the assets anymore and you're in prison. But what they'll tell you that she somehow plotted this whole thing and was stealing. Do you know how fucking naive you have to be to think that that dumb bitch from California plotted and planned the entire BLM movement and then somehow raised 90 fucking million dollars when she had never been able to hold a job of any significance prior to that? Do you know how stupid you'd have to actually think that some random black lady in California raised a hundred fucking million dollars of George Soros' money because she was a criminal mastermind? Give me a fucking break. All they did was grab one passionate woman 
who believed their bullshit message said, we're going to elevate you to the fucking top. We're going to pay you a salary and whatever else is left. You can take it and use it for your family. And this woman who had never had any experience with white Democrats giving her money or George fucking Soros giving her money goes out, spends the money to buy her family a bunch of houses to live in. They wait three years and then prosecute her ass, get the money back, get the houses back. What do you think they do with the money, you guys? Do you know what they do with the money? In this case, if your major donor to BLM is George fucking Soros and you bring a case against the woman embezzling from BLM, guess what happens? The money goes back to George Soros. This motherfucker used this lady to buy three fucking mansions, burn half of America to the goddamn ground, and then had the fucking DOJ prosecutor ass for embezzlement so he could get his fucking money back. You think you know about evil. You think you know about sinister. You don't know shit if you didn't know this stuff. If you don't realize what they're doing with Fannie Willis, same fucking thing. Not only is your ass going to prison, I want my motherfucking money back. And that's what he did. I'm a victim. I donated to BLM. I'm George Soros. I gave you $40 million. And you went and bought houses. I didn't sign up for this. Put her in prison. I need my money back. Can you name her? You can't. You don't know shit about her. Because she's a black Democrat. And these fucking racist white Democrats don't give a fuck. None of these people will end up with names. All they end up with is statistics. That's all they end up with. They end up with a black BLM activist from California is serving six years and had her assets seized because she stole the money. They're doing this in all of these states. They do it. They specifically target minorities who don't know what the game is. There's a reason. When was the last time you saw, dude, if you're a white Democrat who gets caught getting fucking bribed, you're still in the Senate. Bruh, how is fucking Senator Menendez out of New Jersey doing? Did I miss where they removed him? Did they hold that vote yet? Oh, they didn't, did they? This motherfucker took money and gold bars and Rolexes and cars and shit from foreign nations that are on the fucking terror list and he's still voting on shit that affects your life right now. He's still sitting there. Why? Because he's fucking white. He's a white Democrat. They don't give a fuck. And none of the fucking liberal left uh, black Democrats have figured this game out. They haven't figured this game out. So Fannie Willis is on the clock. It is, I give her, I give her less than four months before everything falls apart. This story is only going to get worse. They're going to dig deeper into her money. They're going to dig deeper into her love life. They're going to discover that she's got no case in any any of this shit. They're going to discover that she's been hiring friends, family, lovers, you name it, to do her work. Because that's what you do. Here's the thing. A lot of white people don't understand black culture. Black culture is really actually legitimately about If I put you on, meaning you get a chance to be successful, you got to bring everybody with you. And I don't even actually have a problem with this. I actually think it's kind of the way it should be. If you you make it in life, it's your responsibility 
to try and give opportunities to people that elevated you as best you can. So in the black in black culture, when you get an opportunity to do something significant, the first people you try to hire is your friends, your family, your fucking your lover, whoever you got. Completely normal in black culture. In this case, though, you're fucking with racist white Democrats that got your ass to do a bunch of super illegal shit. And what they figured out is once your ass did it, they'll just burn it down. This, they're just going to burn it the fuck down. And that's what they're going to do now. They're going to burn this lady to the fucking ground. By the time she's done, they're going to blame her being a rogue prosecutor. They're going to blame Fatty Willis and say she was a rogue prosecutor who received no direction from the Biden White House. They're going to say that her boyfriend uh, was incompetent and should never have been hired, even though all of this was not only directed, it was sanctioned by the DOJ and, and Joe Biden. And they're going to play it out like she was just some halfway crook from Atlanta that didn't know what she was doing. I guarantee it. Quote me. Screenshot this shit. Take the fucking clip. Go ahead and put it in the fucking Smithsonian because it's going to happen. You will see. This is exactly, and the sick part is, this is how they roped them in. They roped them in by telling them, we gave you access to uh, maybe maybe some kind of opportunities. Hey, we got you in. We brought you in. We've been training her and we've been getting her on board. She's totally down for what we're doing. They don't understand, man. The government is the fucking mafia. The mob, mob, the mob is running the government and has been for decades. And I don't know if you know, but the mafia doesn't exactly have any loyalties to the black community and never has. And that's why these motherfuckers always get taken because they don't see it coming. Look at the music industry. It's like, dude, we bled you for all your talent, all of your experiences. We bled you from everything. And now we own all of it. You've got nothing. And now you have to do all the shit we say or we cut you off from your own catalog. You're done. Do the same thing with pro athletes, dude. We got all these androgynous pro athletes now wearing dresses and shit to the fucking press conferences because some designer was like, I'll give you $3 million if you do it. Like, well, I don't, you know, I don't know if I want to do that. And then their agents are like, hey, man, you need to do this. I'm pushing fucking people your way. I don't get paid if you don't get paid. Really? You guys don't know what's going on? Fuck, dude. Come on. It's time to wake up, people. That one, Fatty Willis is going to be one of the biggest wake-up calls in the history of Atlanta, though. When they're done burning her down, she'll talk, too. She'll tell everybody what happened. It won't matter. It won't matter outside of Atlanta. The Beltway, D.C. is all insulated. They don't give a fuck. They're going to be like, be like next. Next. Guaranteed. They're, what they're going to say is, you should have seen that train coming. It's fucking crazy, man. They've been doing this same grift in Chicago. Look at the cities that are burning. Look at the cities that you're most likely to get shot in the face in, specifically if you're black. If you're black, you better be fucking careful in Chicago, New York, Baltimore, Atlanta. It's dangerous as fuck, man. Because these people, that they're utilizing your passion for making a difference against you. They're, first, they're lying to you. Then they're fucking weaponizing you with shit you don't really fully understand. And then they're betraying you when once they've used you up and you're done. Look around. Look around, man. They're cooked. 
You'll never, you'll never know true freedom as an American or as a, as a community until you break this fucking cycle. You got to stop letting white Democrats use your ass literally uh, for everything you have and then discarding you like trash. They even do it to them right now. They put them on television and shit. Oh, I finally got my big break. They put you on a failing show. How the fuck do you think everybody, all of these black comedians trying to fill in on the Jon Stewart, The Daily Show? How do you think that feels? You're on a failing fucking show. They get to march you out there one by one, day in and day out. And all of you do it for a short-term payday, not understanding that they're making a broader point that you can't carry a show and can't get ratings. How fucking hard is it going to be for you to get a, a future gig when everyone, the last thing they saw was you on this failing show? People don't understand how sinister this shit is. Look, there is racism in America, and it ain't the fucking Republicans. It's always been these corrupt fucking white Democrats. They have hated black people for as long as there's been Democrats in this country. And it's evident. That's why they play this game with them. They, they give you, you think you're getting opportunities. You think you're getting a leg up. You're not getting shit. They're replacing you right now with a bunch of fucking illegals from south of the border. It, at every turn. They're going to replace you. Who do you think is going to be the next? First, it's going to be you guys. And then in 10 years, they're going to be like, yep, now it's nothing but Hispanic attorney generals doing our bidding because we're going to tell them that they, well, we're giving you all the opportunities. And at the end of the day, it's still the same fucking white Democrats trying to burn the whole country to the ground. Always has been, always will be. You got to stop thinking that way. You got to break outside of that mindset, man. You got to have a loyalty to something that's more important than skin color. Once you have a loyalty to America, it brings you home. It brings you home. If your faith stays in God and your loyalty stays to America, you can't be corrupted and you can't be uh, manipulated by these Democrats. It's simple. I'm here for God and country. And if what you're trying to get me to do is falls outside of God and country, I ain't fucking doing it. All right, I'm done. God bless you. God bless America. And God bless President Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilly, And I'll be back tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern for another episode of The Dilly Show. Until then, let's keep taking it all back. Have a wonderful Monday, everybody. But there is no way. This is the United States of America. We're not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not going to get calmer as years go by. We're going to get more fired up. We're going to want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not, is not something about the just, oh, the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back. We want our music back. We want our sports back. We're fighting for all of it. I won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of Americanism back and actually representing America. We're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. We're raising children. You're aborting them, we're raising them. And we're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the, the uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech. We're not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican, rhino, sellout, scumbag, globalist approach to things. 
This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just gonna have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere. <laughs>